You have been systematically programmed to feel bad about yourself. I want you to think about that for a minute. And while we talk today, I want you to really pay attention to what I'm going to tell you because it's the truth. And as they say, the truth can set you free. So as long as I can remember, all the way back to being a kid, I want you to think back like the 90s, the 80s, the swimsuit magazines, Cosmopolitan, all of these magazines specifically designed you know, to affect women, but men also, always have the most beautiful people modeling their clothes, modeling their makeup, modeling their products. People that look like that, that are in that good of shape or that attractive are a drastic minority in this country. I mean, think about it. When's the last time you saw someone that really looked like that walking around in your town, right? Very few. I would say that we'll call them the beautiful people or the -the over-the-top beautiful people. They represent, let's just argue, 5% of the population, okay? Why would a company want to use a drastic minority, 5%, of the population to try to sell something to 95% of the population? The answer is simple. It's a system that was designed specifically to make you feel bad about yourself, to make you feel insecure and unworthy. And those feelings of insecurity and unworthiness would then lead you to buy more products trying to reach a level where you felt that you could have self-value or self-worth. Follow me here. If you were born at five foot one as a woman with a heavier set frame, wide hips, maybe have a bigger nose, whatever, right? An average looking person, the chances of you becoming a five foot 11, super skinny, narrow hipped runway model, pretty slim, impossible as a matter of fact. Even with the best surgeries in the world, it's just not going to happen. In the 90s, when I was a teenager, when I was growing up, this is what you saw everywhere. You saw supermodels like Cindy Crawford, beautiful, skinny, tall, right? Marketing everything from hair and makeup products to clothing and lifestyle products to a a captive group of women, mostly, 13 to 30. All of them at some level aspiring to be more like her. I'm not saying anything bad about Cindy. She's done nothing wrong. These models haven't done anything wrong. They can't help the way they look, that someone finds them attractive, that they've gotten these jobs and good for them. But the the problem is that the system is designed to make you feel bad about yourself. You will aspire to be more like these people, but you'll never really be able to achieve what they have, which then makes you feel worse about yourself. And the worse you feel about yourself, the more products you consume the more skincare products and cream and anti-aging and anti-wrinkling and anti-this. And for men, it's hair loss, hair loss, hair loss. As if going bald immediately makes you ugly and unattractive because that is the narrative that they put out there. Half the men in this country are bald, but they put a narrative out there that bald men are unattractive. So men are fighting their own biology. They're fighting their own genetics, trying to beat the clock or plug something into their head, trying to look better, look better, look better, so women will find them desirable. And the more bald they go, the worse they feel about themselves. And so on and so on and so on. Now now take this and spread it across all of the different platforms, all the different demographics, all the different ages. There's, they do it with careers. 
They show these commercials and advertisements of people in their 60s, late 60s, that have now retired and the husband and wife enjoying themselves on a cruise ship or a golf course. Again, that represents about 8% of our population that would have the means to, to live that way post-retirement in their 60s. The reality is, is most Americans have to work well into their 70s. They don't have enough money to retire. They didn't save enough. They don't have the savings accounts. Social Security doesn't cover enough. They can't afford their health insurance or their medicine. They're not taking cruises and living in golf resorts and communities. So now they feel bad about themselves, like they, their life had no value or they didn't do it right or they didn't live a good life because they don't have the money to live up to the standards. And this has been going on for, you know, for decades, for forever. They used to call it keeping up with the Joneses. But now I want you to just think about why we're talking about this, okay? You have been systematically programmed from the time you were old enough to see and hear to feel bad about yourself. If you weren't muscular enough, if you weren't handsome enough or pretty enough or tall enough or short enough or fat enough or skinny enough or big enough or bright enough or black enough or white enough or tan enough, if you didn't have the right clothes, if you didn't have the right shoes, if you didn't wear the designer scent, if you didn't, 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 didn't have, 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 have. And so it it automatically makes you feel insecure. It's like showing up to a party where every single person is wearing plaid and you're wearing polka dots. Did I miss the memo? You ever show up into a costume party, not in a costume, or the worst, get invited to a Halloween party, wear a costume, and show up being the only one wearing one? For an average person, something like that would make you feel a little self-conscious, a little insecure, maybe a little stupid even. Now, that's a one-time occasion. Being the only person dressed up at a Halloween party isn't going to ruin the rest of your life or set a tone for you to be insecure from that point forward. But imagine if every single day, from the time you started consuming media at three years old, if every single day there was something put in your face that was the equivalent of that Halloween party where you weren't dressed up. Something to make you feel insecure every day. I remember going to school in elementary school and seeing what the other kids brought for lunch. That was the big thing in my school. Cool kids brought lunch, right? I I remember seeing what the other kids would bring and there was some common threads. There were certain snack products or things that it seemed like all of the other kids had. I didn't have them. First of all, I was poor. Second of all, my mom did not believe in that kind of junk food and certainly wouldn't spend money on what she would consider junk food. You know, Oreo cookies, things like that were not just not a part of what I would be taking in a school lunch. But for other kids, there were some common threads where it seemed like all of the kids had these items, you know, specific snack items, and they would all kind of congregate around it. A dumb little thing like that used to make me feel insecure about my lunch. Like I didn't want anyone to see what was in my bag because then I became afraid of of the indifference. Well, I'm different. And being different in fourth grade or fifth grade or sixth grade, not a good thing. (laughs) Not then it wasn't. Being different would, would put a spotlight on you. And the reaction, it could be hit or miss, my friends. It could be, ew, why do you eat that? It puts a negative light on you. You're very insecure at that age to begin with. Or it could be, oh, that's cool. Where did you get? You just never know which way other kids are going to go. So uniformness, sameness, those are the kind of things I was looking for at 11 and 12 years old. I was looking for similarities. I wanted to be like my friends. I didn't want to stick out. I didn't want to be different, right? Just a little bit of insecurity over over what you're eating, as if that even matters in the big scheme of things. But at that age, it does. So now you have a society that's programming you 
they're telling you as directly as they possibly fucking can and and people don't see it that's the sad part you really don't see what's happening they are literally telling you right to your face in multiple different forms multiple times a day every single day that you are not good enough just the way you are that you are not thin enough that you are not pretty enough that you are not tall enough that you are not smart enough that you didn't get the right education you don't have enough of the right skills you're not fast enough or slow enough or whatever it might be or nice enough or kind enough or you're too bitchy you're too moody your face doesn't look right your eyes are the wrong color your hair's too frizzy you don't have enough hair you see what I'm you see what I'm saying and so now we have a whole society of people with a fucking epidemic let's be honest I bet you 80% of the people that listen to my podcast are on some sort of medication for anxiety or depression. Do you realize how fucking abnormal that is? Do you realize how fucking whacked out of proportion that is? We talk about the, the amount of people that used to take medication for things like that. If you go back 30 years, 10 to 15% of, of what it is now. And of course, there's the argument of population increase. Bullshit. We're raising generations of insecure uncomfortable people who don't feel comfortable to live in their own skin with themselves suicide rates depression rates at an all-time high why because people no longer feel comfortable in their own skin they no longer feel comfortable just being who they are who god made them you see what i'm saying people don't feel comfortable just to be who they naturally are, to look the way they look as they were born. Women, listen up now. Your body's your choice. You do whatever you want with them. Don't ever let me or any other man tell you how you should look or what you should do, okay? But with that said, I see these young girls getting procedures done at an alarming rate. They are filling and injecting and sucking and tucking and amplifying every part of their body. Eyebrows, lips, nose, tits, ass, stomachs, hips, butts, trying to live up to some unnatural image that media, the powers that be, have programmed into them where they really believe that they have to look this way or that if they look this way, more opportunities will come their way. And the sad reality is, in some cases, more temporary opportunities might come their way because of the way they look. Because there are still chauvinists and perverts and scumbags out there that hire women based on how they look. And there are also women in the same position that hire men based on how they look. So this idea that you are not good enough, think about what it's led to. It's led the systematic programming and brainwashing of you from the time you were old enough to consume media of telling you that you are inadequate and then always with a product or a solution behind it well, got acne, no one's going to like you because you have gross skin, you're a fucking freak. This is the message, here's the solution. Clearasil. Kid with acne, nobody likes him, girls don't want to go out with him, doesn't have any friends, sitting alone on a bench, all of a sudden he goes to the grocery store and gets Clearasil pads, now he looks like Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell, he's got creamy, smooth, beautiful porcelain skin, he's surfing, there's girls following him around, you, you, you see what I'm saying? I mean, I'm making this commercial up, I don't know if that was a real commercial, but this is the mindset. 
Meanwhile, having pimples or acne on your face when you're a teenager is pretty normal shit. You'll get through it. Everybody or lots of people are going through this. You'll get over it. You'll move on with your life. There's nothing being put into you from the time you're young that is building value. There's nothing telling you that you are good just the way you are. That the journey of life is a reward that you've done something wonderful. Maybe in your past life, you did something so wonderful that you got to live again. Or maybe you reincarnated from a bug into a person because you were so wonderful. Or just the fact that you beat out over a billion other sperm just for the opportunity to live. That you're special, that you were born a winner, that you can do anything you want to do. That you are perfect just the way you are. That it's your uniqueness that actually gives you value. It's the fact that you have narrow hips or a big fat ass or no ass at all or a turned up nose or a weird eyebrow these are your like your fingerprints like a snowflake these are your unique qualities that make you special and you should embrace them and cherish them especially with your biology because your biology is like the timeline of your lineage all the way back to the cave people from your 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 whole family history is in there Maybe you got that flat butt from your great-great-grandma who worked her little flat butt off to make a life so that your parents could exist or her, you know, your grandparents could exist and your parents could exist and now you exist and all of these different things, these genetic markers, this biology of who we are, the reason why some people have thinner lips or fatter lips or shorter eyes or wider eyes or thinner hair or thicker hair. And I'm not, look, I'm not saying that you can't enhance yourself, that you can't use skin products, that you shouldn't try to make yourself look better. But the reason behind it, it should be, it's because what you want, not because you've been programmed in a default, a default mode of feeling bad about yourself. You following what I'm saying here? This is what society has done to billions of us. They've made us feel insecure through systematic programming through media. So what is the solution? We've talked about the problem. The problem is now we have a bunch of adults and children that are insecure, uncomfortable, depression and anxieties at an all-time high because how are you ever fucking supposed to compete with what they're putting out there? Keeping up with the Kardashians? Fuck that. What woman could keep up with those with those girls? They're made of plastic. They've had so much work done that they literally look like Barbie dolls. Every part of their body is inflected to be to fit society's standard of perfect. Their asses, their tits, their hips, their lips, their eyes, their, they're, they're rich, they're successful. How the fuck is a normal woman or a normal person supposed to keep up with that? And the answer is you're not supposed to because this is the lie that you've been told. You've been told that this is what's good, that this is what's right, that this is what you should aspire to be when in reality, you were born exactly as you are supposed to be. You were born unique and special and perfect. You were the strongest. You were the sperm that beat out the millions of others to reach the egg. You were the egg that wasn't shed and discarded, but was there to be fertilized. It was a, a moment where science and spirituality and the universe all came together and crashed together to make you and your personality and who you are, your special uniqueness and oneness is what makes you so special. That is the truth. So how do we reprogram ourselves with the truth of who and what we actually are and leave all the hype and the bullshit behind? It's simple. It really is. It's simple. You're probably laughing, thinking, how are you going to solve a programming problem? It's really simple. 
because of the advent of social media, we, as people, we the people, right? We control and dominate more of the media stream than any company or brand or conglomerate ever has in the history of the world, the end. We have the power. When you press send on any platform, what you post and what you put out there becomes a permanent part of the internet, of the giant cloud. The more positivity, the more self-awareness you practice, the more positivity, encouragement, and uplifting of others and yourself that you put into the world, the faster you change the dynamic for the next generation of kids, the next generation of adults, the next generation of whoever. It's what you put in. It's how we teach our children. It's the messaging that we send to people everywhere. And there's a, look, there's a lot of this positivity movement happening across the world. It really is. And body positive. And, and, but sometimes we're getting too far the other way. We are praising obesity as beauty when it's a dangerous. It's like praising someone for smoking cigarettes. Oh, you look so pretty when you smoke. Well, nobody would do that in the same way. We should never be praising unhealthy habits or lifestyles. Some people are just naturally bigger than other people, and that's okay. As long as they are healthy, their shape doesn't matter. There is no one right shape. There is no one right look or color or any of that kind of stuff. But there is a, a balance of health and wellness that needs to be adhered to when you're promoting certain things. But the point is, is that what you put out, you have the control. So first, you have to, you have to fix yourself. You have to realize that there's nothing wrong with you. You have so much value. Do you find it a coincidence that the powers that be chose to use this type of programming? Why do you think that is? Because the, the most powerful people in the world, the richest entrepreneurs, business owners, the richest families, they already know all of this shit, okay? They're already confident. They already know these things. They don't want everybody else, the normals, they don't want you knowing these things because there's not enough room at the top to share. So how does the 1% become the 1%? 1% of these people have figured out the secret. They figured out life. They've cracked the fucking code. They figured out philanthropy. They figured out finance and money. They figured out th their own self-worth and their own value and confidence. And they're not suffering with these things. So they're able to thrive. These are the kinds of people that can walk into a room being the only person in pajamas and not give a fuck. They'll roll into a business meeting in their underwear and not give a fuck. They don't have to make an apology for who they are because they are the top dogs. They don't want that kind of courage, that type of uh, self-esteem spreading through common normal people. Because imagine if everybody had that level of courage, if everybody had that level of self-awareness to know their, to really know their value, the world would change immediately. People would be competing on a whole new level. They wouldn't be accepting shitty jobs. They wouldn't be accepting shitty relationships. They wouldn't be staying in situations that weren't actually good for them. They would know their value and they would go after the better things in life. And that would create a lot more competition for the people at the top. And the people at the top are creating the products that you need or think you need, and they need you to buy them. If you're completely confident with the way your hair looks, bald, thin, thick, or otherwise, you're not going to spend a lot of money on hair products, are you? I mean, think, do the math with me. If you're completely, honestly happy and confident in the way your hair looks, you're not going to buy shit for your hair. If you're completely happy and confident with the way your body looks, you're not going to buy any products for your body. Take it all the way back to like the natives living off the land, making your own clothes. They didn't have makeup. They didn't have 
skin products, you know, I mean, aloe for burns or things like that, not, you know, antiseptics, things that they created from nature, but they didn't care about any of those things. Why? Why is it that in a span of just 70 years, go from white people starting to really colonize heavily into Native American areas, right? You take the country, United States, of Native Americans, some of my ancestors living here, no concern about fashion, no concern about how you look or those kinds of things, you know, outside of the normal tribal rituals and headdresses and things, those things were just not a focus. And why is that? Because nobody was pushing that agenda. Nobody was telling them every day that they needed to have this moccasin or they weren't going to be in fashion or they wouldn't be good enough to 70 years later, a big part of the economy of this country when white people started taking over and the settlers came in was fashion dresses hats top hats petticoats how you looked what shoes you wore this agenda started getting pushed early and it it became more important in some cases people would spend more money on their clothes than they did on their food but they're nourishing themselves so how does it's the agenda that was pushed So they don't want competition at the top, my friends. They don't want you knowing your value because if you know your value, you're not going to buy their fucking products. So step one, to make you need their products, they have to make you feel insecure and bad about yourself. They have to make you believe that there's something wrong with you to get you to buy the product. There's something wrong with your skin, so you need this. Your hair isn't good enough, so you need that. Your eyes aren't bright enough, so you need this. Your eyes get naturally red from sleeping or from allergies or whatever, or from dry eyes. So now we have clear eyes because red eyes are, are, are not attractive. So you need this product because otherwise you're ugly. <laughs> they might as well just be saying, hey, you're ugly, stupid, and average, and you're never going to be anything. But with our products, you might be a little something. So go buy them. That's the message that's coming across every day. And I'm telling you right now that it is a fucking lie and it is one of the biggest reasons why you might not be where you want to be in your life or in your career or in your relationship because somewhere along the way you started settling for less than what your true heart really desired and the reason why you started settling was because you were programmed to think that you weren't good enough and so people who aren't good enough need to settle for less than what they really want and that is a fucking lie the truth is that you are amazing, is that your uniqueness, your individuality is what makes you great. You don't have to be outgoing. You can be an introvert because if that's who you are, then be who you are because we need introverts. And you might be an extrovert. We need extroverts. We need big personalities. We need small personalities. We need people who are mechanically inclined. We need people who are inclined in other ways. We need artists and creators and athletes. And we also need blue collar workers and people who can build shit with their hands. We need people who have people skills and people who have no skills. We need people who are lazy and people who are fat. We need people who are skinny and people who are hard workers. We need people who are sickly and people who are healthy. We need all different types of people and they all have an inherent value because they all build a part of the ecosystem that is humanity. Without sick people, there are no people to rise to the occasion to take care of them. Without healers, people would die. Without sick people, healers don't have a position. Do you see what I'm saying? Everybody is a part of this ecosystem. Everybody is a part of the of this wheel. And there's all inherent and added value to each person and an inherited value that is already there. You are already great just the way you are. Honestly, you are. 
unless you are doing unless you have an unhealthy habit that has made something about your physical body or mind unhealthy by by cause of what you've done to it by becoming overweight or obese or smoking or drinking or using drugs or eating products or artificial foods and things that are making you sick or creating disease in your body or mental illness that's been caused by trauma or PTSD or other things that might have happened to you. Outside of those things, your default setting is you're perfect just the way you are and you don't need to change your nose or your lips or your tits or your ass or your hair or your eyes or your eyebrows or your fucking fingernails or your toenails or your kneecaps or anything about yourself to be amazing just the way you are. The sooner you realize that truth, the sooner you're going to start to win in your life. And the sooner you start to share that message across the most powerful thing that you've ever had in your life, which is that fucking device that you're listening to me on right now, that smartphone gives you the ability to reach hundreds, thousands, millions, tens of millions, even billions of people with the push of a button. The more positive messaging that you start sending out, and I'm not talking about going out and doing what I do every day and trying to shove your peace and hippie shit into the world and try to make people feel better. I'm not saying that you have to become a motivator. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is just sharing the truth, building people up, sharing a compliment, letting people know that they don't need to feel insecure about themselves because they're great just the way they are. That's it for today. I hope you guys really enjoyed this. I felt that this was a powerful message that I've been wanting to share. And I'm going to be talking more about this type of thing the systematic programming of society that has led to a lot of the mental illness that we're seeing in our country now, the the over-exacerbated amount of depression and anxiety and suicide in this country and how self-esteem from childhood on plays such a big role in this and how we're going to get our self-esteem back. Follow me on all social media at The Real Zach Neal. Thank you for listening. Drop me a line if you enjoyed this. Thank you.